The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome, welcome to the show. Here we are, well, if you're on the East Coast, we are having a really snowy, wintry day, but many of you are having a beautiful day where you're located, and that's just how it is. Different places, different people, but all working together. And I want to tell you, I am so excited because we have movie star, movie star, one of the movie stars of the Ten Commandments of Communicating with People with Disabilities on our show today. He is also a national advocate, consultant, speaker, and civil rights leader. Welcome to the show, Matt Gray. Good afternoon, Disability Matters. Well, you know what, see, when you have a celebrity on the show, you know he's going to do something (laughs) exciting. Matt, I want to tell you something before we start. This morning in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at UPMC, which is the largest employer in western Pennsylvania, we showed the Ten Commandments. And then I was able to tell everyone, you better listen to the radio today, because see that man right there? He's going to be on my show. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very much for that that wonderful introduction. You read it just like I wrote it, Joyce. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I have to tell all of you that I spoke in Ohio, and when I was done speaking, we're walking out the door, and this is when I see and meet Mac Gray. You have no idea how excited I was when I met him. Because let me tell you what, and we'll talk about this film later, but it has been shown everywhere, every national conference, federal government, millions of corporations, so many times that I often feel as if I know every one of the people who are in this video. Um, but with Mac, he's done so much more. He's done so much more to help people. And maybe we could start, Mac, by you telling our listeners how you first became involved with the disability community. Well, uh, one of the ways I first became involved with the disability, with your, the community, with the disabled community was I became disabled. I went from a TAB, a temporary able-bodied person, to someone with a disability. Uh, just a real quick brief background on me is that uh, I lived for 25 years as an able-bodied per- person, up and running and walking and playing, and I was very uh, very active in uh, sports, soccer and swimming in high school, and going to the dances, uh, just really having the time of my life, Joyce. I got into the car business, I took a motorcycle in on trade, and at age 25, I got on that motorcycle after smoking a little bit of pot, drinking a couple beers. I did not put on my helmet because I was going to go meet up with some ladies, and I didn't want to mess up my hair, so I thought, well, I'm not going to wear a helmet, and I'm only going a couple of blocks, and as I rounded a corner almost to my destination, I hit the curb, flipped over the handlebars, and I'm now a C6 quadriplegic. Wow. 
So that is how I first became disabled, and that's that's my story. That's where it started. Well, you know, there are so many people like you who either have an accident or, like me, acquire a disability later in their life, whether, like me, it's epilepsy or, as you said, a person with quadriplegia. Mm -hmm. That's why... You know, I always tell people, remember, you could join our group at any time in your life. Amen. Any time. And hopefully it wouldn't take that to happen for you to become, you know, an advocate of people with disabilities. But I know, Mac, that you do speak at high schools across the United States to young people about drinking and driving and in your opinion, you know, do you feel that when you talk to these young students, do many of them feel they're invincible? Well, I really believe, Joyce, that as I thought when I was that age that I was invincible, at that age, uh, young folks, they don't have a lot of responsibility as far as paying a lot of bills, uh, owning a home, having a full-time job and, and things of that nature. So then, of course, they, they think, well, I'm just going to go out and live, live life by the seat of my pants. And they don't realize just how vulnerable they really are. And at that age, I know I certainly didn't think anything like this would ever happen to me. I really didn't. And I think that once I get in front of them, the wheelchair course is a great prop. Uh, it really does show them that, hey, here's somebody who survived a spinal cord injury, and then I go about and I show them a PowerPoint presentation as I'm speaking, and it has pictures of me when I was in high school, after high school as an able-bodied person, and then boom, all of a sudden, I break my neck in a matter of just seconds. My life has changed completely, and then it should, we show them the pictures from the hospital stay, all the bad times, and then, you know, I came back around and... Uh, started adapting to life in a wheelchair, and I just figure uh, if you're given some lemons, you might as well make lemonade. Well, <clears throat> we have a question here from a listener in New York, and the question is, uh, Mr. Gray, I think it's really wonderful what you're doing. I wonder what was the main thing that helped you get over this accident as a young person, how were you able to deal with it so well? Okay. Um, one thing is my family. My family, uh, very close family. I have three sisters and a brother. So there's five kids in the family, mom and dad. And we are very faith-based. And, uh, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I'll tell you, he just, I put him on the shelf for many years and then, when I needed him, I pulled him off the shelf, and I did that for the very last time, probably 20 years ago, because I just thought, this is the only thing that's going to get me through my situation. And so a lot of prayers, a lot of friends, really. I, I know we're going to talk about that, but a lot of good friends that stayed close by, and they, you know, they just said, you're the same guy you were before your accident except you just use a wheelchair for mobility. So I would say your family, your faith, family, and friends are what can get you through a situation like this. 
Well, I mean, I can't imagine when you first came to, right after this accident, uh-huh. what did you think? I mean, did you even think you'd be able to live with this disability? What did you think? Well, when I first had my accident, Joyce, I flipped over the handlebars, and I never really lost consciousness, but there was just a split second where I don't recall exactly what happened, but the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, my goodness, what did I do to my motorcycle? Because I had just gotten it. It was a Kawasaki KZ-1000, the largest street bike they made, and then as I realized I could not even get up, I couldn't move. I was totally paralyzed, and it felt like somebody was sitting on my chest. And I lost my abdominal muscles, and I thought, oh, my Lord, what did I do to myself? And I forgot about the motorcycle. And then it really started sinking in. I was laying in the hospital on a striker frame. I had the halo brace on, uh, and... I was thinking, here I am, 25 years old, and my life is over. You know, it's over. What can I do? <clears throat> and I just, it took me a couple of years, about two years, to really get my head on straight with a lot of praying and a, and a lot of uh, prodding from mom and dad and, and my brothers and sisters and friends. But finally, I thought, you know, I've just got to get on with my life. I've got to do something with my life. I'm too young to just sit around and, and do nothing. So um, it, it was very, very hard at first. I was bitter, a lot of different emotions. You know, you're, you're scared, you're angry. Uh, why, why me? Why me? And then I started to think, well, maybe why not me? If I can help somebody else realize that they can go on with their life even after a life-altering accident, why you know, so be it, I'll go out and do it. And the one thing, that er there is no cure for spinal cord injuries to date. The only thing we have, Joyce, is preventive medicine. And what I like to do is the reason I go out and talk to these young folks and other people is to try to help people prevent from becoming a statistic like myself, or worse off, not even making it through the accident and dying. That was a question that I had. Was this on the side of the road that this happened, or was this on the middle of the road? Where was this? This was a side street, and... I mean, when you fell, where were you? Were you on the... I was was on the north end of Columbus, one of the nicer parts of town, but it it was a windy road that went back to an apartment complex, and it seemed like 20 minutes, which was only probably about 20 seconds or so, uh, I, a car pulled up behind me, and I said, please, don't touch me. Don't move me because I can't feel anything. And the lady said, I'm a nurse, which to me is God sending me an angel. She said, and she called a um, squad right then and there, and the guys on the squad were just joking with me, and they're saying, you know, don't move. And I said, don't move. I can't move. And they said, well, we'll get you to the hospital. We'll get you taken care of, and everything will be all right. So I just... I feel like, you know, if I can help one person to avoid the situation I'm in, then it's it's well worth it. It's well worth it to me. Now, it is a miracle that that woman came along. It is, isn't it? Yes. That's a miracle right there. Yeah. Yeah, and my well my whole story if somebody 
I knew, and you, I think you've seen my uh, promotional DVD and read my and my information. So you know that my whole life is a miracle, and that's why I still have to give God the glory because it's only by the grace of God that I'm alive today. Yes, and for any of our listeners, if they do want to have you speak at a conference um, or do consulting, whatever it would be, how do they reach you? Well, absolutely. Uh, please email me. It's really tough. It's MacGray, M-A-C-G-R-A-Y, at AOL.com. I tried to keep it simple. I've actually uh, recently set up a website, and due to me being as frugal as I like to be, I've gone through MySpace. So all you MySpaces out there, be sure and hit me. Come by and look at I've got a little promotional uh, video. It's only two minutes long. It's not the one that we filmed, um, but it is. It gives you the gist and the idea, and it's just www.myspace.com slash MacGray1959. Okay, you want to repeat that one more time? Certainly. It's www.myspace.com and then the slash, which is on the same key as the question mark, and it's MacGray, all one word, 1959, year I was born. Okay, and also, email is macray at aol.com. Uh-huh. All right. Well, listen, we're going to go to break for a couple minutes, and we'll be right back. If you just joined us, we have a fantastic guest today, Mr. Macray, inspirational speaker and president, Fairfield Center for Disabilities and Cerebral Palsy. We'll be right back. Don't go away, and we'll be back with Mac. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. Special thank you to all of our listeners Thank you for the email, and thank you when you call in. Please feel free to call in. We'd love to hear from you. Either way, as you know, we're talking to Mac Gray, who is an inspirational speaker. He is really a great, great speaker, president of the Fairfield Center for Disabilities and Cerebral Palsy, and one of the stars of the Ten Commandments of Communicating with people with disabilities. That's one question I wanted to ask you, uh, Mac. Once you were a person with a disability, did people that you had known previously treat you differently? Well, it's kind of ironic. You have friends and you have acquaintances, and then you have very, very close friends. So the acquaintances kind of fell by the wayside, and it wasn't because they didn't want to be around me. But, Joyce, as you know, people with disabilities have to put up with a, there's a wall right there. And people don't know what to say, so they don't say anything, which is really not the right thing to do. Just come up and say, hi, how are you doing? And so many of my friends did that. Even the ones that couldn't stand to be in the hospital would make a trip up just to see how I was doing. And so... My true friends stayed very close to me, and I was just another one of the guys, only I used a wheelchair for my mobility now, and the people that didn't know what to say just kind of fell by the wayside, and as you know, our friends change over the years as, as, our, as our views and our, our lives change, so I think that uh, everybody was pretty, pretty accepting of my disability. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it, and I've, I've certainly made a lot of new friends, which is nice. Well, you know what I tell people? If I'm talking, for example, to young people with disabilities, mm-hmm. and they tell me that after an accident, say they're in a wheelchair, or say they've disclosed that, like me, they have epilepsy, that they lost their friends, I right. tell them, no, you didn't. They were never your friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that a, is so true. A true friend is with you no matter what. 
And from 1988 to 1997, I did have a beautiful helper dog, and he got a lot more attention than I did. And one thing I liked about him, Joyce, is he would just he would get the girls. He was he was a real ladies' man, so he they would come over and to pet the dog, and they'd say, "Oh, what a beautiful animal!" I said, "Well, he was just telling me how pretty he thought you were." <laughs> so that that helped that helped break the ice a lot with uh, with with just with people in general. Now, did you get a new helper dog? No. Once he passed away, I just I was on the go so much that I just really thought, okay, he has helped me get over a hump and into a situ over into a situation where I felt comfortable just talking to people, making light of my situation. I mean, if we can't laugh at ourselves, who we can who can we laugh at? And so I really didn't feel like another dog would be necessary. And are we talking about Champ? We're talking about Champ. The one oh, that's so sad for all of you devoted watchers of the Ten Commandments. I told you I've seen this many times. Are we I still with us? Champ spirit? was. I remember Champ because he could pick up your uh, remote control. Absolutely, he's still with us in spirit, though. That's right, he's still with us in spirit. No wonder you couldn't, he's not replaceable. That's right, he was irreplaceable. Well, Mag, when you do talk to young people, not just about drinking and driving, but taking drugs. Yeah. What, what, you know, for example, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. When I speak at high schools to, um, like, I'll say 10th grade through 12th grade, to students with disabilities that range from a learning disability psychiatric disability, uh, wheelchair, uh, you know, various disabilities right across the board. One of the things when I ask them, why do you take drugs, why do you smoke pot, is they say so that my friends will accept me or to seem cool to my friends. So what advice do you have for all of them listening to the show today? Well, quite honestly, those people are not your friends at all. Those people are just, they're out there, they're doing their own thing, and if you don't fit into their little clique, then, you know, that's why I did the things I did, because I wanted to fit in. And I realized after my situation, even after my accident, Joyce, I went back to some of my old ways of drinking. Before I started driving, when my friends would come and pick me up, I would start drinking, I was still smoking pot, and I was still carrying on. And then I got my driver's license back, and I, you know, I learned to drive a wheelchair-accessible van. And I thought, you know, these people are not my friends. They're only around me because maybe I have access to something like that. But you young folks out there, you don't have to put up with this. Uh, there's enough good people in this world and in your school that you don't have to put up with the potheads and the beer drinkers and let me tell you something, folks. If you're under the age of 21, anywhere in the continental United States, and you take a drink of alcohol, you are breaking the law. Now, I don't want to sound like a cop on the, on the show here, but it's true. When I was in high school, you only had to be 18 years old to buy beer. So it wasn't illegal for me to go into a bar or to go out and buy a six-pack but what was illegal is after I'd been drinking to get behind the wheel of the car. So do not fold the peer pressure, and I know it's tough, 
but there's enough good kids out there that I think you can get in with the right people and just stay away from the, you know, these people that say they're your friends, they're losers. They're re- they really are. And I've been there. I know what it's like. And I just think that, you know, they're not friends at all. They really aren't. So. Yes, because one young man at a school, the only way he was going to be accepted by uh, the football players, or, the, or I shall say the jocks at the school, was if he would smoke pot or if he would uh, drink. And this person has a disability, by the way. And, and then, you know, it was terrible, the things that would happen to him afterwards, but he so much did not want them to make fun of him. And I hope you're listening to Mac, because guess what? They aren't the only people at the school. That's right, you know, exactly. I, I always I always wish that when you were in high school, that somehow you could see into the future. I mean, this is what I always think about. Oh, so many people I know, if only they could have seen what it was really going to be like, they would have never spent all of their life thinking the world's going to end if so-and-so doesn't like me. Yes. And, you, you know, know Joyce... What's what's an interesting point there is that young man said that the 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 jocks and the school would not would not accept him as a friend unless he did these things. And these are the guys they're supposed to be, you know, in the best physical shape of their life because they're athletes, and they they're the ones that are supposed to be staying away from smoking anything, whether it's marijuana, cigarettes, or drinking any kind of alcoholic beverages. I mean, they're the ones that should be swearing this off more than anyone. The athletes and and people that are you know trying to be as active and athletic as possible. So yes, we have seen what has happened to famous athletes. You know, that were tested for um, you know drugs. What happened to them? Losing their medals. I mean, there you know there isn't anything in life that is worth that. And I want to tell you something else. If you're listening to the show. If you're on the other side, if you're the bully, if you're making fun of someone, or if you're participating in that just to be accepted, don't do it. Don't do it. That The people that make fun of people, they're the cowards. That's exactly right, Joyce. That's exactly right. They're the cowards. They're the losers. Anyone that does that doesn't have courage. Right, Mac? That's exactly right. They're hiding behind... Their addictions, or they're hiding behind their what they like to do for fun, because they can't have a lot of fun. They can't be a real person without the drugs and alcohol. So, if you can be a real person, which you really can, anybody can. You can be who you are, what you are, and you can be anything you want to be. There is no limit, and you don't need drugs and alcohol to do that whatsoever. Absolutely not. There is so much more in this world. You heard Mac talk about it. Your family, your friends, but your faith. That right alone can give you so much power to change what you're putting up with. Don't listen. Don't listen to them. You know, um, it it is terrible when I hear how people make fun of people. But you know what? That's why I love all you listeners. We're going to get a group of young people in this country who are dynamic leaders in the disability community who are going to stand up and say, we're not waiting for the change. We are the change. We're going to make the change. We're going to be the change agents. And with that, we're going to break. If you just joined us, 
We've been talking to Mac Gray, inspirational speaker and the president of the Fairfield Center for Disabilities and Cerebral Palsy, an advocate, a great speaker, and a consultant. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. News, opinion, can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Are you ready to take it to the next level, both personally and professionally? If your answer is yes, you owe it to yourself to spend an hour with America's coach, Dan Lear, and the road to success, broadcasting live every Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Dan shares proven success strategies that will take you from where you are now to where you want to go. Your road to success begins with America's coach, Dan Lear, on the Voice America Business Channel. Over there? Over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, (laughs) no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Mac Ray, inspirational speaker and president of the Fairfield Center for Disabilities and Cerebral Palsy, and one of the stars of the Ten Commandments of Communicating with People with Disabilities. Mac, a question that I have, there are, of course, many people who acquire disabilities in their life, but not all decide, hey, I want to give back, I want to do something, I want to be an advocate. Um, What made you decide that you wanted to be involved? Well, I guess one of the big factors was that I saw saw what 
was going on with the disability movement, and I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been an able-bodied person for 25 years, and I've been a person with a disability for 23 years. So I know what it's like on, in both areas, and I just I really had this compassion for people with disabilities who were getting pushed aside, things weren't being done. So I just started, you know, I started out talking to small groups. Um, I started out in a, working, helping a county uh, juvenile detention center out and talking to first-time juvenile track offend, track, traffic offenders. And that just it grew and grew and grew. And I really, and everywhere I go now, Joyce, I'm like, okay, you know, there certainly isn't enough room for me to get my wheelchair around this area. You need to do something about that. Or you don't have enough parking spots. You, don't, you need the automatic door openers. And it's amazing, after the um, signing of the ADA in 1990 by um, the first President Bush, that it's just really, it's, things have taken off, and I'm so glad they have. But that is when I decided that, you know, I want to stand up not just for people for, with disabilities, because, because I am a person, but my, you know, I happen to have a disability, and I was standing up for myself, and at the same time, I'm standing up for however many millions of people out there that are uh, wheelchair mobile uh, or have even unseen like yourself. You look great, Joyce, but you would never know to look at you that you had a disability with the epilepsy. Yeah. And those, right. are the, those are the probably the hardest disabilities to try to overcome. It's really easy for me to say, well, I have a disability, and, of course, I'm sitting in a wheelchair, uh, and you could tell that. So I was started sticking up for myself, and I thought, well, you know, more people out there need to hear from than more than just me about about Mac Gray. They need to hear about everybody that needs assistance. So that's really how I got in the disability movement, and that's that that was the reason why. Well, we're really glad you did, Mac. And now I've got to ask you. How the heck did you ever hear about this movie that was going to be made, The Ten Commandments of Communicating with People with Disabilities? How did you hear about it? Who called you? How were you selected? And what made you decide to do it? Okay, Joyce. Now, you really, you're, you're, uh, you're making me think pretty hard here. And I've been thinking about this. And I, I got a call because I knew... I knew half a dozen of the people in the movie, and I knew, I think it was, what it was was that one of the guys that was doing the filming was a friend of mine, and he contacted me and said, hey, we're, we're going to do this uh, video about uh, communicating with people with disabilities. And they said, here are the different ones we have. And I said, hey, I've got to be in this because there is one that sticks out in my mind, and by golly, they stuck me in there. I think I'm commandment number five or number six because I treat my wheelchair as an extension of my body. People, I've been, I've been someplace and somebody just put their feet up on my wheels thinking it was, you know, I'm not a coffee table. I'm not here to, to hold your bags. Uh, I'm not here for you to lean on. And when you walk by me and bump into my wheelchair, I feel that. It jolts through my whole body. 
So I thought that's the perfect, uh, perfect section for me to be in, and that's I, I love it. I enjoy watching that video. I enjoy showing the video. Now, now you know who he is if you've seen this movie. He is that handsome young man with the red shirt on with the dog that is in the wheelchair that just as he describes, remember the example of the person that put their foot on the wheelchair. Just even this morning when I showed that video, people always, oh, you've got to be kidding. It's so hard for them to believe that people would do that, but I know people do that because I have employees with disabilities in wheelchairs, and I always see people wanting to, like, lean against them, you know, lean against the chair. And that is, and actually you're in it more than one time because then you're in it when it shows um, looking in different directions. Right, exactly, talking about the conversation between two people. Yes, so you're, you're a big star of this movie. Oh, well, thank you. And let me just tell you, I'll bet you even have no idea. I'll bet you have no idea how much that movie is shown. I mean, really, I speak across the United States. You know, we work with the MGM Mirage in Las Vegas. We work with WellPoint, the largest healthcare insurance company. We work with Computer Sciences Corporation with 80,000 employees. You know, we work with the National Security Agency in Washington, D.C. We work with Highmark, Bear, you know, all these really great companies all across the country. And you know what? They all, after I go, I do little training sessions. Every training session I do, I show that video. I'm going to tell you why. It's very disarming. I guess you meant it to be like that. Yes, it is. The humor in it is fantastic because it comes across as, you know, we're not making fun of anybody, but, well, actually, we're making fun of the able bodied people that don't understand people with disabilities. Right. And, and it is very, if you're listening to this show, if you're at a company or you're a manager, you want to show a film that's less than 30 minutes, but that is very disarming, humorous, just as Max said, and made by people with disabilities as the stars, you can't go wrong with this movie. And I'm telling you, I've seen it everywhere. Absolutely. A friend of mine that was in that with me, he emailed me and told me that his niece who was going through nursing school in Florida, wrote him and said, hey, I just saw you in a video called The Ten Commandments on Communicating with People with Disabilities. And who would that be? Uh, Joel Knapp. I don't know if you know Joel or not. He had a small bit part in that movie. Joel, is Joel from uh, Ohio also, right? Yes, he's from the Columbus area. Uh huh. Okay, is, is that the same Joel that was with... Um, Procter & Gamble or no? No, uh, he's, okay. he worked for the state of Ohio. Okay. It wasn't <clears throat> someone from Procter & Gamble, were they behind this movie? Who was um, behind this? I'm not sure who was behind it. I know that um, uh, the uh, Program Development Associates is where you can get the movie, and they uh, actually I'm in, I'm trying to get in to talk to the president about this right now, Mr. Rayner, and I, it's not Carl Rayner. It's, um, I think it's Hank Rayner, but um, I would like to update this, this version because, uh, well, of course, you know, everything comes around, so if we wait another five or six years, maybe the clothes that are in it will come back in style. But uh, some of the language in there needs to be updated just a little bit. Things have come a long way in 13 years, and I would like to, I would like to redo this uh, video 
with uh, more, I guess, modernize it a little bit. And we're all behind it. You have no idea how many companies have told me when is there going to be part two. That's great. That's yeah, great. I mean, and, yeah, so, we can you know, even elaborate. Let us know, let us know if, if what they say because I'll bet there would be companies that would be behind funding that. That would be great. The um, United Cerebral Palsy, um, uh, their main, uh, the main headquarters there are the ones that helped out with us the first time. Tim well, Harrington, I believe, was able to uh, secure that. I'm not sure. I need to talk to Tim, the host of the show, and 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 see how they did that. But oh, that would be it, great. It is. And, and again, this video, what it shows is, for example, when you're speaking to someone who is a person who is deaf, to be looking at them, not looking at the interpreter. Exactly. I mean, it has some. You know, to nod. For example, when you're speaking to someone who is blind, to identify yourself to not just walk away without saying who you are. But, you know, there are so many just really, it's just a very powerful, great film, and I've shown it throughout Canada. I've shown it throughout the United States. And the people, I, I really can tell you, that is the only video that has the reaction this does. And I hope we all can get together on this because, think about it, the year 2010, is the 20th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. That's right. Now, wouldn't it be great to have our part two out for that? That'd be great, yes. Because just as you said, there are things that have changed, but we could include the hidden disabilities. Exactly. That's my point exactly. There's a lot of disabilities that we haven't covered in that video that need to be addressed. Yeah, we could include that. We could include psychiatric disabilities, we could include so many things. There are so many things we could include. Uh, but as you said, also update as far as showing assistive technology, you know, for people who are blind, things like that. Right, exactly. I think what we need to do is bring it into the 21st century and just show people what there is out there to date and how it's used. And just I think it would be a wonderful idea if we, could, if we can pull this all together. Um, I'd like to work with with you and, and whoever, whatever companies that you know of that would be interested in uh, helping to fund that project, that would be great. Let's do that. And if you're listening to the show today and you are also interested, you know how to reach me. Mm-hmm. If you don't reach me at voiceamerica.com with Disability Matters, you can reach me at benderconsult.com. Get in touch with me, Jay Bender at BenderConsult.com. Let's do it. Let's let's let this be a start for this thing. Let's make it happen. And we'll be right back to close the show with a great speaker, a great guest, Mr. Mac Ray. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, on VoiceAmerica.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists, and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much. Unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show, and if you just joined us, we've been talking to Mac Ray, who is an inspirational speaker and the president of the Fairfield Center for Disabilities and Cerebral Palsy, and one of the key stars of the Ten Commandments, of communicating with people with disabilities. Now, if you just joined us but you wish you would have heard this whole show, remember, voiceamerica.com archives all these shows and has for me for the past four years, Disability Matters with Joyce Bender and benderconsult.com. Either way, you can go back and hear this show. Um, and, Mac, before we go on with these last few questions, how about if you give everyone your contact information one more time? Absolutely. I, I appreciate it. I'd also like to say hi to everybody at the Center for Disabilities. I think they're, hopefully they're able to tune this in today. It is in southeastern Ohio, um, in Lancaster, just 30 miles southeast of Columbus. I want to say hi to all those folks, and thanks for all your support and your help uh, the last few years I've been president, but they, you, anybody, if you have a question, you don't want to call in, I understand, please feel free to email me at macgray, M-A-C-G-R-A-Y, all one word, at AOL.com. Check out my website, www.myspace.com slash macgray1959. And just put in the title, question, or disability matters, 
or radio show, however, however it is you know you you heard about this, and I'll be more than happy to answer a question and even get in touch with you. One thing I do want to mention real quick, Joyce, is I'd like going up to the rehab center at Ohio State University and talking to young folks who have suffered spinal cord injuries and say, look, there really is a life after you have a spinal cord injury. How you live it is up to you and you alone. So I get a kick out of that, out of going up and talking to these young guys, because I did have a friend of mine uh, come up, or a guy who's a friend of mine now, but a, a young man came up and said, you know, don't cry in your beer, so to speak. Get out there and, you know, just go for it. Just get out there and go for it. That's right. Make a difference, and you can make a difference. You certainly every, can. Every day. Uh, and, by the way, also, Tim Harrington, fantastic. That Ten Commandments, fantastic. Yeah. So, once again, all across the country, I have had major corporations say, where's part two? Where's part two? They'll buy it. They're still oh, buying this. They're still buying the Ten Commandments. Because people call me all the time and ask me how to purchase it. If there would be a part two with the 20th anniversary of the ADA, it would really take off. So I just want to mention that. Well, I'm going to contact Mr. Rayner at Program Development Associates and see if we can't work something out. And I've got some friends in the audio business, or video, excuse me, the video, video end of it that are, we're going to try and put this together. We just need to uh, come up with the money. All right. I think we can do it. Okay. All right. Well, Mac, you have already, and I want to mention, this next question for the past four years, if you're a listener, you know what the last two questions are. You all know, my listeners, because I asked the same last two questions. Number one, Mac, you have accomplished so much already in your life. What would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Well, gosh, Joyce, I think... um... Obviously, one of the greatest accomplishments is just being on the radio with you. That's one of them. That ranks right up there at the top. And I've been blessed, and I mean blessed, to have won a few speaking awards for talking to young folks and um, not letting my disability interfere with the way I live my life. But one of the greatest things that I, one of the things that gives me the most joy and satisfaction, I guess, is when a young adult will come up to me and say, I remember seeing you at my school, and it really made an impact on me, and I thank you for coming out. I mean, that's, that's one of the best things that ever, that, that really lifts my spirits, because then I think, okay, there's one person I did touch. That's great. If that's the only person, at least I touched one. But hopefully more will learn by my mistake, and they'll learn to... Uh, you know, think before you do something, because every decision you make, there's going to be a consequence, whether it's good or bad. How true that is, no matter what it is. Yeah. That's why I tell young people, for example, when it comes to drugs, don't do it. Don't, don't ever make that mistake. There will be a consequence. It will be a consequence that could prevent you from having employment. Don't do it. Exactly. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime. That's what they say. Right. That is so true. So, Mac, what message 
would you like to leave with our listeners today? I guess the message I would like to leave with them is that before my accident, I could get up and get ready in in the door, in and out the out of the shower and out the door in the morning in about 45 minutes. Now it takes me about an hour and a half. I have to depend on somebody to get me up every morning and put me to bed every night, and I had to do that now for 23 years. Once I'm in my chair, which I start my days pretty early, but once I'm in my chair at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and it rolls around 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and I go to bed, I'm very independent, and I come and go as I please. But I just um, would like to leave these uh, folks out there, whether you're a young person. Now, when I had my accident, I was supposed to be a, quote, mature adult at age 25, but I was, I was not. I didn't have responsibilities. I was single. I was making a lot of money in the car business, and I thought I was on top of the world, and that's when I had my accident. So don't be a risk taker. Don't put yourself in harm's way. Don't drink and drive. Don't, and I can't emphasize this enough, do not text, message, or talk on a cell phone while you're driving. And do take the keys from somebody who has been drinking or is impaired in some way, whether it be drugs, alcohol. And a little common sense, Joyce, will go a long way in this world. It really will. And I just I just hope and pray that nothing like this ever happens to any one of our listeners, but... If you put yourself in harm's way or if you take risks, even skateboarding or uh, trick BMX bike riding, you have to wear the proper safety equipment. You really do. But a little common sense will go a long way. All right. And if you do become a person with a disability, I would advise you to also follow Max advice about independence. You know, Mac, you probably have no idea how many people with disabilities have seen the Ten Commandments that you have impacted to be strong, be confident, and be sharp. Do you know that? Well, I don't have any idea, but, you know, as long as there's there's somebody out there that reaches, that's all that matters. That's true. And you have reached many people. You have reached many. And I want to tell you, as a woman with epilepsy, I tell everyone all the time, I am a person with epilepsy, but I say this to you. I'm not ashamed that I have epilepsy. And that is why our quote today, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or someone who has impacted people throughout the world. Our quote today is from Mr. Mac Ray himself, who says, I am a person with a disability, not a disabled person. How true that is. Mac, I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you very much for having me, Joyce. Say hi to everybody back there in Pittsburgh. We will do that. And make sure you remember the words of Mac Gray. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. See you next week.
Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. <laughs>